0: Welcome to another episode of Body Over Mind Podcast. This is your host, Mike Chain, with your co-host, Stephen Ye. Today's topic is a discussion that Steve and I was having, and it's about exponential growth. It's about the philosophy of, why is it where some people experienced more growth in others? Now, this growth is a very general term. We see this in business. We also see this in health. We may see this in a person's uh, relationship. Now, while these seem to be like different categories, there is a certain philosophy, there's a certain mindset, there's a certain approach. And when a person is growing in one of these categories, a lot of times it's because there's a certain way that they are seeing their business, their relationship, their health. There are decisions that are made there differently. There's a line that many people have heard of, it's a popular one. There's 24 hours in a day. Everybody is working with these same 24 hours. Why is it that some people are moving forward faster, experiencing more of life or gaining more, while someone is not? Same amount of time. Could be similar amount of waking day. So what makes a difference? And i like to discuss that today. So Stephen, We were talking more about a business because we saw somebody's account on Instagram and we saw how it really blew up, I think, over the past, I want to say six months to maybe about a year, and that kind of opened up the subject. So let's just dive into what do you think is the components that a person need to have in order to experience a lot of growth in an area of their life? Is it as simple as just hard work, hard work, and more hard work, or are there other things that a person needs to recognize or approach differently?
1: Honestly, you know, for sure, we're going to dive in deeper and specifically for you, because especially this year, you have made tremendous, tremendous growth in terms of your business and in terms of your followers. So, you know, especially around business, I can only speculate just from what I'm seeing and just what has been going on. And so, you know, you were just talking about hard work. I feel like for sure, that's one of the main components for sure. Because without that, it's, you know, if you don't put enough effort into anything, it's, it's really going to be very difficult to really grow, especially exponentially. So that for sure is one component. I mean, the other component I would say is I'm going to assume it's also just doing the right things. You know, there, there's people around the world that have work ethics like crazy. That's why a lot of immigrants who moved to America, a lot of them succeed so well. And even though back in their country, they're still hard workers, but they just couldn't get anywhere. Why? The opportunities were different. The model that they were applying was different, and they didn't have the opportunities around to be able to do it. So strategy. It's going to be very important, and that's going to depend on you know. In, in let's say in business, you would consider a business model. You know, I hop on, I work with a company that mainly talks about e-commerce, and essentially, sometimes people hop on the calls and they're in different industries. It might be I just had a call with someone that is in the roofing industry, and he's saying, "Hey, I'm doing exceptionally well. I'm profiting about three million per year at this moment." But if I wanted to grow this company more, it's going to be exponentially harder because it's so location dependent and it's so people dependent. And so he said, okay, there might be other business models that would make a lot more sense. For example, e-commerce or creating your own physical products brand because you can replicate the products and use that as the tool to be able to generate income for the company. Now it's not so demanding in terms of human resources, right? So that's just one example. So I would say in terms of growth itself, you know, for sure the hard work plus the right strategy, you know, what would you say?
0: Well, so if the right strategy, so would that mean, let's say many people are selling courses on strategies, right? Here's the blueprint mm-hmm. for the right thing to do. Um, here's to, you know, learn all the things. Is it really true that so if someone has hard work? I, that I agree. right? That's like um, being in a race car race, and hard work is like making sure you have a race car. right? Mm. Without the race car, you just have no chance. So now that mm. you have a race car, it doesn't mean you're going to win. You're just kind of mm. leveling out the playing field. So I think hard work is like that. I think it's just a standard thing. But then the next thing we we'll this talk about is like strategy. So imagine if, let's say, you know, in a race car, uh, somebody, the best race car drivers, you know, all created a handbook or, you know, a course, this is the way to win. And mm-hmm. everybody took it. What would have somebody stand out and win? And let's say 100 people took it. They all have the same data, but there could only be one winner, one first choice.
1: Sure, uh, that's a, that's a right. good question. I mean, that, that's also what's happening in the industry in, in general they all have in hard work. all the different aspects. Yeah.
0: I you mean, what could it be? hard work. Yeah. I mean, could it be that maybe one is working harder? <laughs> like we want to crack that code right now, right? Is it, is it really just, uh, cause hard work is very general. Is it so much of somebody putting in those extra hours? One person works 10, another person works 13. One person uh-huh. goes, I'm going to outwork you guys. I'm going to work 16 maybe. Right. But what else could it be? You know, like I think there's a, there's definitely uh, the amount of time put in, but as we know, the amount of time can also create diminishing returns. Mm. Over a certain period, so something that that I noticed when we were looking at the accounts, you know, at this uh, at this person account and seeing the growth, and also something else that I've done personally, you know, for my accounts as well, you know, like just uh, just a day ago, I looked at the numbers on our account on Instagram, and right now you know, we've hit a million subscribers now. And I mm-hmm. think uh, just earlier this year, we we're at like 40,000. So we've experienced some
1: growth.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, tremendous growth. That's, that's insane growth. Well, just between yesterday and today, we just increased by 20,000. Ooh. You know, so I just yeah. checked the numbers. It doesn't show it on the, you know, on the main page, so you got to go into like yeah. the analytics in the back. But I just checked it, yeah. and I was like, yeah, we're, we just increased like 20,000 since yesterday. So we're like, mm. okay, well, that's a big one. We, now, is it by accident? Uh, no, it's not. Um, so is it strategy? I think the strategy has a lot to do with it, but right now we're talking about the two variables, strategy and hardworking so far, you know, Mm. and I want to cover that before we dive into maybe another variable. So I want to talk a little bit about just about strategy. This is not going to be so much of how to grow your Instagram, but I do want to share what Mm. we're doing and I don't want to keep it a secret is what it is. So Mm. if you're listening, so this is something that we found out about maybe four to six months ago. It was a theory that if we were to go and do a lot of uh, answering on DMs, that it would increase the engagement on the account. And if we increase the engagement, then the posts will show up more. Now, we didn't know if this was a fact. We have speculation because we had a lot of responses on DM, and then we started seeing some growth. But of course, the growth could have came from anywhere else. We just recently started doing that again, And right now we're seeing some growth. But of course, again, this is speculation because there's so many other moving parts that it's hard to say that this is the only one. So we're trying it out. But I think this is a good example of strategy because Mm. if it works, we should experience a lot more growth. Like it will just be continuously skyrocketing. And that would mean that we applied this strategy of um, you know sending out a lot of messages a lot of engagement on the account on top of comments now bring in the hard work part the comments that we receive um, some are easier to answer but there's a lot of them that are questions and these questions are like not easy questions because we got a little bit of information and people are asking some complicated things they'll usually say hey love your videos it helped me a lot here's my scenario you know i'm this old dealing with this thing feeling this way, had this, do this, do this, do this. Now, what can I do to accomplish this? And it's like, that's it, right? And and my goal is to go ahead and try to provide some value. Now, I can go ahead and give it to our team, but they're not going to know what to say because these are some just some complicated questions. So then mm-hmm. what that means is I literally sit there and I'm just going to answer, 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 answer. And we just started doing that again. Uh, Andy and I, you know, uh, our instructor, one of our instructors, He's the only one that's close by that really I trust to help me answer these. Everybody else, I think, won't give a really good answer. These are tough mm. questions. So then we have to take an, a, an hour of our day minimum to go ahead and do this. We don't even have an hour. We are so slammed. I'm already working really a lot of hours. But I think this is the example of a strategy combined with hard work. And it might end up working. We don't know yet. This is just speculation. So if we didn't have the strategy and the hard work in this case then we probably wouldn't have we wouldn't even try this approach because it takes both the strategy part because we had to pay attention to what works and what doesn't and then the hard work part because it's a lot of work to go and do this and not just once in a while this is like every single day
1: mm-hmm. i'm already working mm-hmm. 14
0: hours a day you know mm-hmm. or sometimes more and so i don't have an extra hour you know so therefore to come up with an extra hour and try to find a way to make it fit, I would consider that to be hard work. So now, on top of that, would there be another variable outside of these two things that a person would have in order to succeed? What do you think?
1: I would direct that question to you, but you know, one that comes to my mind right now is it's almost like if those become an even playing field where people are willing to work hard People are implementing the right strategies. It's essentially almost there's that one show called the X Factor. Mm, yeah. And to find the f- business or the person or whatever it is that has the quote unquote X factors. It's almost like the thing that you can't really describe it that well, but you you just know that it's there.
0: Mm. So in business we call it like And a, I feel like those like are the ones
1: that really blow up. Right, it's like a unique a selling proposition. I mean, right. even you know, it's it's either unique or it's just somehow feels special. Like when I see when you compared to the average person, like uh, I'm not trying to toot your horn, but like you, look, it's like whoa, like there's something special about this guy, right? And so I uh, I don't know how you would get it. I. Th- maybe I feel like it's a mix of both you're born with it and you can also develop it over time.
0: Mm. You know, I think that's, that's my case. Okay. I want to I wanna dive into that a little bit. I think one way we can look at it in the business standpoint, we look at it as USP, unique selling proposition. What's the difference between product A and product B, right? So we say product A, if they all look very similar, but product A has a special thing about it. Right, so we do that in marketing. We do that in Mm. in selling products and services, and that's what gets a customer to go. I want to pick product B because it has that special thing. Right, Um, two bikes. Mm. We can go into all these examples, but I don't think we need to dive into that. But this same USP, if we were apply it to a person, I think we're we're talking about this. What makes this person unique? Well, I I like to go in deeper and say that. All of us are unique. We are all unique because we're very different. Different is unique. But just because a person's different doesn't make them interesting. Mm. They're different, for sure. Mm. But I think in, in today's society, and this kind of dives into the subject of this podcast, is people are not trying to be different. But I think people, it's not even that. I think it's the entire opposite. Not only are they trying to be like other people, I think the biggest mistake is that people are just not being themselves hmm. because if they are themselves, automatically they become different, unique because they are different. There's no two people that's alike. And if they can be themselves, then automatically they are unique. That uniqueness can come from different things, right? If a, person, if a person's uniqueness maybe is in their style. So then the moment you look at this person, this person just looks different. They have a certain style about them. They always wear this thing. You know, they mm. always have this in their hair. They always like this type of clothes. The moment you look at them, you can tell this is their calling card, right? Their signature. Now, mm. this person is not trying to do that, but that's just their natural expression. Versus mm. a person always uses this word. You know, like I think about uh, Ralph Smart, you know, the infinite mm. waters. I remember his videos mm. used to be in the beginning. I don't know if he still does. It's been a while. You know, but he's like, uh, what is it like, hello, oh, mm, deep diver. Ah, yeah. oh, that good ass prana. You know, he does that now. Every all yeah. the all the videos before, I remember. Now it's yeah. been literally, I think, at least a year. I think since I watched any of his videos, and before then, it's been a while. But I still mm. remember, you know, because he he has that uniqueness. Now anybody can say that, but. He says it because that's his natural expression. That's just him being him. You know? And so, I think every person, if they were to really just stop trying to act like somebody else, stop trying to impress or be something different, and just express themselves naturally, I think there is a uniqueness that would come from it. I don't know what it is because every person is different. But you mentioned earlier... Um, you say i don 't look like a an average person or something that 's special well mm. I think the special is just i 'm just being me you know it 's not that i 'm special mm. well everybody 's special, but i 'm just being me, and maybe there 's something that I do that is a little bit different than somebody else mm. you know, but for me I just be me i don 't even i don 't even know exactly what it is, but it doesn't it doesn 't really matter for me I just be me and and then whatever comes out comes out but then i guess maybe what comes out is unique because i'm just being myself and therefore nobody else is the same
1: as that i mean that that's it makes a lot of sense and it's also one of those it's also one of those things that gets talked about a lot but at the same time it feels like it can be very hard to distinguish when you're truly Being yourself, even Bruce Lee, even Bruce Lee, who made a freaking phenomenal, you know, he's known around the world. Even he himself said the hardest thing that you can do is to be authentic, is to be truly express yourself. Yes. Right. And so, like, when you hear that and, and you hear the depth of what, especially his experience and everything that he's gone through, you know, so... How how does a person even know, and how does a person even go towards that way? And I have something else to follow up on, but we'll keep that for later.
0: Let's let's talk about a few a few people that could be well known enough to where everybody would would know who they are. Let's say Bruce Lee. Right, when you think about Bruce Lee, what's unique about him? What's unique
1: about him? I yeah, mean, especially well, like- during his days, he he had he people. Really revered his martial arts abilities, you know people thought he had superpowers, but it's not just the martial arts it was it was the way that he was expressing himself right
0: I mean even now he's and, still popular now he's been gone for a while so yeah what's his special sauce
1: right yeah. Sp- fifty years later after right. his death he's still being talked about so when you think so about what Bruce is Lee, his special sauce
0: there's a flare there's a flare about him like when you think about him, you think about like like charm combined with intensity, combined with this fist. I'm always seeing a fist. When I think about Bruce Lee, I think of a fist Mm. in like, you know, and there's like this flare Mm. and like this intensity of energy, you know, and I think super ripped, right? Wow. Super, super Mm. ripped. And like this, like this type of like, that's, that's the image. Now, Mm -hmm. who has all of these elements? Super ripped. Many people have super ripped. But who is super ripped? That has a lot of intensity, energy, a like glare in his eyes, mm-hmm. right? And he makes a sound
1: mm-hmm.
0: like "Who? Who, who? <laughs> does that?" Right? With the super glare, with the, and then what else? And uh, um, and has good fighting abilities. Is he the best? Hugely. Say he was very
1: intelligent as well. He was, he was, he was, he was yeah. very intelligent. He was well spoken. As well, so then you know, so all the combination body. of all of those things.
0: Who has who has that right now? Like, if you were to think about somebody right now in our time,
1: not to that level for sure. I mean, I mean is there
0: anybody that come, um, come close?
1: Now, obviously, there probably uh, is, but do you and I know? I mean, people? there's. Oh, I'm trying to think right there, now. I mean, I I can know popular figures out there, um and essentially nowadays, especially they're quite controversial. I mean. Regardless, if you like him or not, Donald Trump is freaking. Everybody knows who Donald Trump is.
0: Okay, right? he's a but yeah, but he's like a president. Okay, right? yeah, you became a president.
1: Okay, <laughs> but even right. before yeah, even before that, he was he was super well known. You know, and um, okay. you know, another one, I guess, who made the rounds around the world right now was also Andrew Tate. Okay, right? so uh, so let's that like, let's got say into like the Trump minds and- of everybody as well.
0: Well, why would donald Trump i'm um, obviously like like we can say every president I mean we can say he was popular because he was president, but in reality, he was popular before that right he was popular mm. before that um what's his flair All right what's his uniqueness besides the titles that he had right what's the personality? what makes him stand
1: I mean, out it's, a, it's It's hard to say it's a, not hard to say I mean, just look at him one I mean for sure it's not his physical prowess. <laughs> It's, it, but he does exude lots of energy he exudes lots of energy he, he is very uh, um, opinionated he's very committed and confident in what he says very opinionated and he, he, he's a very intelligent guy whether people want to believe it or not you don't get to a billion dollar status without being intelligent but what he yeah. did very well was when he spoke in public, he spoke in a way where children could understand. Mm. And so that's why he was very popular, because he didn't use such uh, magnanimous words to make him sound very smart, but he was able to talk to the people. And I'm sure when he talks to his lawyers or whoever else, his speech pattern also changes and shifts. Do you think so? So, Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. I think he speaks the I'm, same way. I, I have a and feeling he's he you he throw
0: in some extra words, but I don't think it just entirely yeah. changes.
1: No, not that means not, he can't be not,
0: authentic, n- fully authentic.
1: Well, I, I don't yeah. know. That's hard.
0: It's, well, it's hard on, to say. You can be authentic, and
1: I would say not completely. I, I'm. I guess I'm thinking more of like when he's speaking on stage, and he's he's more. What do you call this? Just public speaking. Right when when it's a one way monologue, he he does use certain techniques and and things uh, like for example just repeating, repeating, repeating the same words, and essentially it becomes a mantra for the people. Mm. Right, we're gonna build a wall. We're gonna build a wall. Build a wall. Build a wall. Okay, right, and then eventually just gets into the minds of people. But
0: so then there's a lot of energy, right? There's a lot of expression. There's a high level of confidence. So if we look at these things, right. Energy, confidence—that's. He's a
1: damn hard worker as well, for sure.
0: Yeah, but that so that's authenticity. That's just him being himself, right? Confidence—I mm-hmm. think confidence is a is a is definitely a thing. Like, who is well known that doesn't have confidence, right? Who doesn't have? Because I think energy and confidence sure. can only happen if somebody is fully themselves. That's how they become confident. Mm -hmm. They can't be confident by trying to act that way. You can see through it. There's a sense of doubt in their expression and they Mm -hmm. can affect a little bit, but they want to get the masses. They really want to make an impact. They have to let go of that doubt, which means high confidence, which means also authentic expression. You you said Andrew Tate. I think he definitely has that right now. Whether somebody likes him or not is another story. Some people do, some Mm -hmm. people don't. But I think he definitely has that component, that uniqueness. And again, because of the authentic expression, being himself.
1: So now, let, let's let go back, let's say, let's go back to Bruce Lee, right? He has a famous quote, which is, absorb what is useful, discard what is not, and add what is uniquely your own. Mm, right. Okay? And so when when he says this, what I'm thinking of is, he says, absorb what is useful, right? So whether that's from books or people or whoever it is, or let's say it's, it's in martial arts, he, he's learning and, and he's, he's taking in from outside of himself, right? So if we're talking about authenticity, being yourself, let's say even just physicality, let's say someone just grew up, you know, they don't go to the gym. And, you know, they like to eat whatever it is. And and they're just like, this is my authentic self. This is just how I am. Then it just goes back to like, how do you really define being authentic?
0: Being authentic is the ability to express yourself fully. Mm -hmm. That's it. Express yourself fully. Donald Mm -hmm. Trump doesn't have a great body. I don't know what it looks like, but I can bet that it doesn't look that good. Mm. Um, mm. But it's not about the body, right? It's not even about being mm. fit. It, there is definitely energy behind it, right? He's, he's got energy. So energy mm-hmm. is just the basis of things. So yes, but authentic is just the ability to express to oneself, which has to do with energy. Mm. But if a person can't fully express, because what's fully expressed? Well, that means what you want to say, do, act. You do it to the fullest, so if a person is not fully expressing outwards, then no, nobody's no attention is going to be is going to be given. Uh, people aren't going to notice them, but there are people that I've, express fully express themselves, and the ones that fully do I think then if we combine with strategy, combine with hard work, yeah. you know that combination is going to get heavily noticed yeah, and if a that person has sense. a strategy to go and have it to be out there because they have some type of cause or or product or service or something like they're in business, or it might just be neither one of those. It could be to where somebody fully expresses themselves and they want to enhance their relationship and suddenly all the people want to flock to them. this person has so many people chasing them, right wanting them, for example, right? you know when we look at that, it's like you ever notice I remember you know, it seems like ages ago, you know, but being in the being in the single market of dating and all these things, you remember even growing up, the people that get chased, it's not like they have they're the best looking person, but they have that flair that we're talking about. Right. There's something it's for about guys. them. <laughs> I, I think it's for I think it's guys and, and girls. Like some, I remember <laughs> there'll be certain women, it's like everybody wants them, but they're yeah. not the best looking women. They're not the best looking one, but there's something about them. So then we can mm. say, well, they're attractive, like, or there's a sexiness, or, but isn't that what confidence creates? If a person is confident, mm. isn't that sexy? Isn't that um, likable?
1: Mm.
0: Right? Th- isn't that build trust? When a person's confident, I trust this person because they believe in themselves. And so therefore I can trust them because I know when they're saying something, they really mean it.
1: Right. Mm.
0: So then when it comes to relationships, I think it's the same idea. You know, whether it's a single person or we can take the same same situation and turn it into how it's like when somebody's in an existing relationship as well. When somebody is fully confident and authentic, it enhances it.
1: So let's go back to to the initial when you were talking about exponential growth. Right. And we can we, we can clearly see that, let's say, with your Instagram growth. You're just trying, you know, just going along and all of a sudden there's just spikes. And eventually you understand the strategy and and then there's just continuously more and more spikes. Okay, we can see that in let's say business. Now if we're talking about exponential growth in terms of relationships, what does that look like?
0: Well, first of all, when it when it came to business, it wasn't just suddenly it happened. I had a really clear intention to create the growth. Mm. But I did lack strategy I, I didn't i don't know anything about instagram before you know it took me a long time just like i mentioned earlier even now we're testing out theories i don't know if it's going to work you know but mm-hmm. we're testing it out putting in the work and all that so it's strategy it's calculated right combined with the with the hard work and the you know the authentic the special sauce so then what does the ex- potential growth look like for relationships well i think that means the relationship becomes stronger. I think that people are that people can be individuals, because you know and usually when people are in a relation, they grow to be more alike right they grow, they and it's like almost like a person loses identity over themselves, they stop expressing fully who they are, and mm. their expression is heavily influenced by the other person, and vice versa mm. and I think exponential growth is the complete opposite. I think two people, as they build their relationship, their relation becomes stronger in the sense of, A, they become more of themselves. Hmm. They can express more of themselves. Sometimes, the, the because these two individuals are different, so therefore, the uniqueness are going to stand out even more versus the opposite, right? I think something else is that once they express more of themselves, how does that growth look like? Well, if a person, let's say, let's talk about certain elements of a relationship. Let's talk about communication. So now they can communicate even more easier. Hmm. That means easier because a person is able to clearly express what they want, what they see, what their ideas are. The other person can clearly either go great or that's just ridiculous, which is their authentic expression. It's what they really think. And because this exponential growth means nobody's offended. People can actually be themselves. So that's in the communication, right? People can Mm -hmm. actually express themselves and nobody is taking it personally because everybody is um, so sure of themselves, so to speak, that they don't need the validation. They don't need the praise. They don't need the, please, honey, like my idea so I can feel better about myself. Because if you don't like my idea, I think you don't love me. No, Mm. it's not happening. Mm. I think when it comes to, let's say, physical intimacy, I think that same thing. It doesn't mean that suddenly everybody's more physical. Maybe it could be the complete opposite. Maybe one person was only physical because they're trying to satisfy the other person. They weren't being fully authentic. If they were, Maybe they don't care about being so physical, having sex all the time, hugging, touching, all the Maybe they mm. just like to have space, right? Or it could be the opposite. More intimacy, more physical touch, more whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think exponential growth in a relationship is a person has certain desires, and those desires can be expressed more in a relationship. And therefore, it's created more. It's either, let's say, more physical, less physical. If there are other things that that couples like to do, you know, now I'm thinking of like the five love languages, right? If somebody likes Mm -hmm. to give gifts, then they may now are giving more gifts. Why? Because they're being more expressive. I just like to give Mm -hmm. gifts, so I give gifts. Now, let's say the other person doesn't care to receive gifts, (laughs) right? So then, but this person who likes to give gifts, doesn't care. They and just as long as it's not hurting or offending, right? This person's constantly giving gifts and the person goes, hey, great, the other that's receiving is okay with it. Right. But it mm. may not spark them like crazy, but they're okay with it. So you see, everybody's able to express themselves. The relationship allows a person to be, be themselves. I think that is what real growth in a relationship is, versus the complete opposite, which is people are um, shrinking their own expression to try to make the other person feel better, make them happier, losing their own opinions, losing their way of seeing things, and just seeing in another person's eye. Everything is having to be, I have to think about what they consider is good and all this stuff. When we are truly expressing ourselves, even though that is one part of it, but it's not the dominating part. Because in a relationship, if you constantly have to go ahead and think, what is she going to think about my expression? Then you can't fully be you. So Mm. now the opposite, you can fully express the way you want to express and you don't have their opinions, their thoughts as such a dominating factor for how you act and do. That I think is a strong relationship. And as we move in the opposite direction, a big part of how you express yourself is based on someone else's Making sure that they're happy, make sure that you know they're being con- considering them. I think mm. that shows a weak relationship
1: mm.
0: because the relationship is so fragile that all of my decisions, acting, feeling, where we're gonna go, all of it has to have to be so considerate. If I, I just can't be totally me because if I do, I'm gonna hurt their feelings, I'm gonna break their trust, blah blah, and all that. I think that's mm. a weak relationship. So that's what exponential growth, in my opinion, looks like for a relationship. It's just my opinion, mm. you know. Yeah. What do you, what yeah, do you think I mean, about that? Yeah, I mean, that makes
1: a lot of sense. I mean, especially while you're talking about that, you even mentioned the the five love languages. And that was actually a really good exponential growth for my relationship. Um, because even, even though I've heard about the five love languages for a while, we actually start to go through it and really discovered more that Anya my partner she she her number one by a lot is quality time while for me my number one was physical touch and so what really helped was understanding each other's love language to be able to give each other more of that and then that that just really helped out the relationship because then you started to understand it was like for example you know for her quality time is just kind of sharing what you're doing throughout the day and so for me it's like but why (laughs) why why is that so important but then I started to just send short messages saying hey you know this is what happened at work you know and and uh, this happened and and that and I had a good day and then I I totally remember when she first started receiving it you could just feel how open she was she was like oh my god." this is, this is so lovely. I was like, really? But for me, I guess that's not a big one. So it's, it didn't make as much sense, but because I was able to share more like that, she was able to feel more loved. And then also she understood that for me, just like slight little hand gestures or, or, or holding my hands or whatever it is, would kind of fuel me up as well, and when we started to implement that, the relationship just got a lot better.
0: Mm. So, I, yeah. So, to play devil's advocate and to poke at that, I think somebody would mm. would look at it and say, "Well, what happens if one person's expression really gets on the other person's nerves?" You know, like, or even in this case, I think someone can say, "Well, how can somebody fully express themselves?" And still do things for others that they don't care to do. Like in your case, mm-hmm. you could have you could have said, Well, <laughs> I think it's silly, right? I, to go and talk about my day. I don't care about that, you know? Right. She mm-hmm. does, but you don't. Mm-hmm. Right. So that person mm-hmm. can go, if I was to do that, am I not? It doesn't, isn't that mean I'm not fully expressing myself? Because if I was to be authentic, I don't care about it. Right. So therefore if I did this for another person, then I'm not being authentic. If that makes mm. sense.
1: Okay. You I mean, can dive into it. I mean, there's there are elements of that and, and I would actually like to ask you the same question as well. Cause you know I, and and essentially I feel especially if you're in a relationship and you're in it for the long haul, it goes back to the message that you also talk about quite a lot as well as just being more more selfless that's kind of what's coming to my mind right now because in you know it's not because we are in a family dynamic and we have kids as well and and if we want to keep the family dynamic strong and healthy and and having a good flow and everybody kind of needs their own needs if if i am kind of stubborn in my own ways and and just want to do just my own things and and do that, then it's gonna hinder and affect kind of the the whole family. Right. So that's kind of how I'm seeing it. What what about you?
0: You know, I I think when you when you brought it back to the subject of selfless, right? Uh, we talk about this in other episodes, basically letting go of our sense of self. This is how we can this actually is directly allowing somebody to fully be themselves right because how if somebody really wants to express themselves, they have to get themselves out of the way. they can't go, "I'm trying to be this, I'm trying to be that," or they can't go, "How was my expression there because if they're to question their expression, they can't fully express because they're having to stop their expression. That's like Bruce Lee always always said like don't don't uh think of don't think about you doing the punch, just punch there's mm-hmm. no you, there's only punch, you know so When we are fully expressing ourselves, automatically, fully expressing ourselves, automatically, we are out of the way. There's not a strong sense of self. There's only the expression itself. And then now we bring into this family dynamic. And so when a person, we found out that, you know, this is their love language, they prefer this and that, we can still, when we we fully express ourselves, we also recognize that because I don't constantly need things for me. I don't need things to make my sense of self feel better. So therefore, I can look at what's needed at this moment and then fully express that. So let me take a step back. We skipped a step here. In order when we can fully be authentic, that means we aren't getting in the way of our expression. So that means we're not in the way. That means I can express without having to go and have this this expression somehow make me feel better. Because if I do that, if I have to feel better, then that means I can't fully express who I am because I have to express something that can get me to feel better about myself. So I can't express just who I am. I have to express something special, something that I can gain from. I can't just tell you what I really want to tell you because I need you to go ahead and give me some type of praise or approval. So I have to tailor my expression. If I didn't need that, then I can just say whatever I want. So therefore, when we are fully expressing who we are, that means we're not having to go and need gain from others. No approval needed, no extra love needed, no extra acceptance. We can just be. So then that also means that we feel confident about who we are. There's not a constant, how am I doing? Am I a good person, bad person? am I awesome? We don't even think about that. Automatically, that means we are okay with who we are. And now if we are okay with who we are, then we don't need the praise from someone else. If we are okay with who we are, then we don't need to go ahead and do something and have and gain a higher sense of self, a more valuable sense of self. So now if we don't need that because we're okay with who we are, and now that allows us to express authentically, now our partner goes, hey, hon, can you tell me about your day? Sure. Because is that our natural expression? If she didn't ask you about it, then your natural expression would not to be talk about your day because you don't care. But because she's your partner and she asked you about it, now your natural expression, because you love her, is to go ahead and talk about your day. Mm. It doesn't matter for you because you didn't need, this expression wasn't going to make you feel better or worse. Because you don't mm. have a strong sense of self, that's how you're able to express who you are anyways without that strong mm. sense of self. The expression just flows out.
1: Hmm. That makes sense.
0: I mean a, we had to connect the dots there. It can be a little it's a sorry, I kind of so we kind of just jumped through that pretty quick. Mm. So this way I can connect the dots to that for for those of you that were interested. Um, mm. But that's how a person can go and have a awesome relationship. Even though two people could be interested in different things and had different styles of expressing love
1: while you've been talking about this uh, a lot of it makes sense, but I can also kind of see from certain perspectives of let's say let's say for example when when you say like you can fully just express yourself without any filter right. Mm-hmm. And the the full expression, it's kind of getting out there, meaning in the mainstream and people like, no, I'm just being my authentic self. And that's kind of getting more towards where I'm about to talk about is I feel like how people can take it, and you let me know if this is actually them fully expressing themselves, is people can carry long-term trauma inside. They can carry lots of hate. They can carry lots of bitterness. So kind of just lower vibration, lower consciousness. And then when they hear, like, yeah, go and go and express yourself fully. Then what they're gonna do is, yeah, that's right. And then they can go out and say, Well, fuck you and fuck that and da da. And then that is their full expression. And for them, that is true. That is real. Mm-hmm. Like for you, would you say that that's authentic expression?
0: It's expression, but it's not authentic. Mm. Because authentic means, authentic means expressing who they are. Expression just means express whatever. So the difference here is how can we be authentic? Authentic means we are expressing what we really want to express and not having to gain something in return. When a person is dealing with all this trauma, their expression is never authentic because they're needing to gain something. If a person experienced trauma, right? Let's say uh, they are—they're used to people putting them down their whole life, right? Saying they're worthless and just treating them bad. Right? Parents treat them bad. Uh, siblings treat them bad. So then, usually, this person would either become a victim type personality, where they are scared to express who they are. They're timid. They don't want to share their opinions, or this person is the opposite. Right? They're wanting to prove it to everybody. So now, let's say this person was option one. So and then they're scared to express. You go, hey, uh, what do you think about this? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Doesn't matter. Okay. Well, what do you think about it? And say, you know, what's your thoughts on it? Oh, I I think it's great. Like they they're lacking their own opinion. They lack expression because they're so timid. So then. If we said this person is expressing authentically, well, actually, they're not because they carry fear inside. They carry shame and all of these things, guilt, all these emotions from the past. So therefore, they're just expressing, but it's not authentic. This person will need to go and release all these things, and then an authentic expression can be made. Second scenario, a person wants to prove things to themselves. They want to prove all those people that didn't believe in them. What do you think about that? Oh, I think this and this and this and this. It may look like it's authentic, but in reality, it's not because they are expressing to prove things. So, now, how do we know? On the outside, we take a look. We don't know, right? How do we really know? Here is a way. If a person is very, very emotional, okay? If they're very emotional, they cannot be expressing very authentically. Because when a person is emotional, that means not a person who's expressing energy. Energy is not emotional. Energy is what gets everything to work in the world. Not energy. Emotional. Very different. Okay. That's the thing. Emotional is when someone's expressing high levels of fear. Emotional is also when somebody's expressing high levels of excitement, the other end of it. How do we know? Well, listen to how they think, listen to their expression. If a person's emotional, it doesn't just turn on and off. So I can go, hey, here's a lot of energy. And then now it can be calm. Was that emotional? No, that's just energy. Now, if I was to have something similar, let's say I express a lot of excitement. Hey, I'm so excited about this. And you go, you okay, Mike? Yeah. Oh man, I'm just, yeah, yeah. And now, this is excitement, just as a bad example, but. emotion. It's not just energy. Emotions have energy, but emotions are different. They're different because there's a sense of judgment in it. There's a strong sense of self. I like this. I prefer this. I don't want to dive too much into that, but there's a huge difference. So now, Mm. if a person is very emotional, they cannot express themselves authentically because the emotions is stopping. The emotions is there. therefore they have a strong sense of judgment about things. And that strong sense of judgment about things creates a strong sense of self. And the strong sense of self means that they are needing, that they have such strong preferences, and the strong preferences come from a need to gain something in their life, to make themselves appear to be this or that. If I go, no, this is the right thing. And you go, no, that's the wrong thing. And I get emotional. I get upset. My strong preference about this, the need to be right, this need to be right, is because I lack um, being okay with who I am. I want you to think of me as a smart person or I want to be right so I can feel better about myself. Now, that's very different than, I think this is this, and you go, well, I think it's different. Okay, well, it's okay. We, we can disagree. It's no big deal. I can stay calm. There's no attachment to opinions. We can have different opinions. But the attachment to opinions, attachment to ideas, that shows a strong sense of lack. Therefore, emotions flare up. Therefore, no authentic expression can really be made. Just expression, but not the authentic part.
1: Hmm. We're getting a bit deep there. I think we can definitely save those on... Uh, for future episodes, because I can, I can hear certain rebuttals to that. And I can hear even just in the back of the mind, just like someone being like, hey, but isn't like having emotions, like just, you know, it's just part of the human experience. Yes. Right? It's just part of having being Having emotions
0: is, is part of the human experience. Everything that we do is part of the human experience. However, the experiences are very different. If a person wants to have an emotional experience of life, then they will just be emotional, and then that's what they'll be. They'll experience high levels of fear, anger, and then excitement and joy, and then crashing down into shame and depression and so forth. Mm. If a person decides that they don't want to have this strong emotional fluctuation, that they prefer to have peace and calmness and centeredness, clarity, well, then they will do their best to move in that direction. So, yes, emotions are part of life, but we don't always need to be emotional about everything because when we are, we're not centered, we're not clear, and therefore we aren't consistent, right? Today, I'm happy, we're having a great conversation, and then later on, I'm upset. And then our conversation is entirely different. Yeah, it's not going to be very consistent. Therefore, if we want to succeed in anything, We need to be consistent, whether it's relationship, Mm. whether it's health, whether it's business. We need to be consistent, right? If I don't post every day because one day I feel like posting, I got a great idea. Another day, I'm sleepy. I'm tired. I don't want to post. I just don't feel like it. That will never go anywhere. If you don't consistently go and share your day with Anya because one day you just don't feel like it. Well, (laughs) that's not going to make her very happy, right? She's going to be like, you only do it once in a while. Imagine the way we treat our kids, right? One day we... So it doesn't work out. Consistency is really important. Consistency comes from a consistent state of being, which Mm. means we can't constantly fluctuate in emotions. Anybody that constantly is emotional does not experience growth in their life, period. Mm. They're just living life, but they're not moving towards making changes that they would find to be desirable. It doesn't matter if it's health, relationship... Uh, or business, they are lacking that. They feel stuck. They have lots of frustrations. And the reason why is because of their emotional state, which then gets them to lack energy in their body and lack mental clarity in their mind. Mm -hmm. And I think tying it all the way back to our beginning subject of exponential growth, when we are not emotional, then therefore we can be hardworking. Because if you are emotional, it's going to be very draining. And you cannot work mm-hmm. very hard and be emotional. That won't l- won't last. <laughs> it will not last mm-hmm. because hard work requires a lot of energy. And you're not going to be consistent on your energy if you're emotional. So therefore, hard work is out the window. And then the next thing, strategy. Well, strategy requires clarity. Strategy requires get your opinion out of the way and look at what is. What is. What's the cause and effect, right? But if I'm emotional, mm-hmm. well, that's not going to work out very well. I want this just because my business. And that's not strategy. That's just, you know, you're just a, yeah, not going to (laughs) work. And then the last thing, which is this full expression, right? Authentic self. And we are very far from that. We cannot be authentic if we're very, very emotional. So I think that is one big key. And I think if you look at people that are very successful, that experience exponential growth, yes, they have emotion but they are not constantly emotional. If they are, they will not have gone where they are at now. And the ones that have cannot stay there. Right? We've seen people rise to their top and fall crashing hard because you cannot stay consistent forever. You can only do it for a certain amount of time. That emotion would eventually eat you up. And the way it's going to show is in many different things. Some people, you see them in substance abuses, drugs, and Rehab and all these things, and then that takes them off the top. Some people mm-hmm. just go into uh, go into hardcore depression, and they gained, but then they fell off. You know, so people will end up ruining their their growth. And all of this is because there was this inner issue inside. So the only way to to continuously grow is to have these elements, right? The hard work as a basic strategy, because we got to do the right things. But that most important thing is, in my opinion, having that authentic expression, which then increases all performance in what they do. Mm.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you got some nuggets of wisdom right there. We've been interweaving so many different things together, but essentially it's all the same. It all comes down or it all comes together. So thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of Body of Mind. We'll see you on the next episode.